Tempachot is on, the Liberty Advisor. Now, there are some people who are talking about crypto and everything. They go, well, how do I file? Well, as a matter of fact, I know who you need to talk to. Are you taking on more clients yet? Uh, we are. And actually, we've got about three new guys. Not about. We have three new guys who are coming on, hopefully, like, any any day now but I mean, it's probably gonna take like a week a couple you know one to three weeks to get these other three guys on but you know we need to keep them uh fat and happy and build up some nice uh all right well uh, here it know, comes because they these guys are all about you know wanting to know what deal is with crypto as it's plummeting you know which would be a good time to get it now you know um tim pachote you know is founder of crypto self-direct and wealth advisor with innovative advisory group Mr. Pachot is a trailblazer in the field of crypto wealth management strategies. Tim understands the challenges Bitcoin early adopters face as they struggle to get their substantial cryptocurrency gains from the virtual world gains from the virtual world to the real world without getting killed by taxes. He works with Bitcoin and crypto early adopters to provide advanced financial planning solutions to help them pay as little taxes as legally possible on their highly appreciated assets. He also advises crypto enthusiasts as to how they can invest into crypto IRAs using self-directed IRAs and 401ks. Tim's, Tim's contrarian views and handle of Austrian economics makes him an incredible asset for those who aren't looking for cookie-cutter financial advice. Tim has been helping his clients retire with the feeling of security for over a decade. Now, this is one thing, you know, this kind of glosses over a lot of the you know, the highlights here is that Tim was one of the first guys to understand what the problem was. When it started shooting up, you know, from it goes from 1200 to $5,000 to $20,000 of Bitcoin, a bunch of guys that had got a bunch or left it in the drawer or had, you know, what did they go? Oh, now what the hell I do? You know, and I remember Tim gave a presentation in Arcapoco. Oh, I'm MCing this year. I, I forgot to tell you that. But anyway, I go... He, he goes. Uh, he told me. He told me that like two months ago. I knew. I knew back when you were on like the discussion stage. Yeah. Well, we yeah. committed and got tickets and everything. Found out how I'm going to be able to do it without having to get poked and prodded. But the um, so when he talked to him, he said, "You remember when you had the problem not having enough money, and now you got the problem of having too much? You know." And that, a lot of people were looking into. It, they're going, "Damn, you know now I how the hell do I use it? You know I I want to buy a house. I want to do that. You know how do I do that?" And so Tim had a way to you know, legitimately, you know, legitimately, God, listen to me, you know, to be able without getting shot, you know, or IRS raid you, to be able to make use of the law to, you know, pay as little taxes, to be able to retire with it, to have some kind of residual income, to yada, 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 financial planning. At the time, it was verboten to even talk about it. And the fact that he's licensed and regulated and all this other crap, they didn't even want him to go speak. And they said, nope, you're not allowed because you're not allowed. And we got this here form. Somebody says you're not allowed. Well, of course, they were planning on doing it. They didn't want anybody else to do it before they, them, those got their chance, right? So Tim's like, screw you. You know how much I got to pay. I'm going to do it anyway. Boom, off and running. Well, the thing is, is that now it's everybody. It's so it's so corrupt how they, you know, if you got some regulatory agency, they do it uh, to ad advance the guys that took control of the regulatory agency. I mean, you know, it's just so bad. And now we got a new thing coming up. What we're going to be talking about today, 
The Federal Reserve is taking the next step towards possibly launching a digital dollar. What kind of title is that? Who does this? Of course they're going to do it. You know, this is the plan from the beginning. So when they say the next step towards possibly launching a digital dollar, why would they even say that to him? They want to make it seem like it's not already a foregone conclusion and that hey, everybody and that there's, you know, some sort of choice that we the people have and they've got this public comment period on there. Um, and, I, and I would say just, you know, in case uh, the, you know, the FBI is listening and the SEC is uh, listening that uh, past performance notification of future returns, uh, unless I'm your financial buyer financial advisor so you know go talk to one but anyways with some of the stuff you said like when you're talking about like self-directed iras the way that we used to do that right we're basically not doing anymore because as part of build back better they're actually talking about eliminating the uh what they call like checkbook ira llc's so that's gone looks like that's going to be eliminated the ability to hold on to your private keys uh is sort of our opinion that they'll probably come down and say that's a distribution so we're not doing that anymore unfortunately not to say that people can't do it on their own uh and, you know, wait, take wait, that wait, risk can't do not... what on their own hold with inside of an ira hold your private keys because it's pretty much our opinion that the irs is is more than likely going to deem that as a distribution based upon other rulings that they've had and so like for us to take on that risk would just be too much liability so we do have other ways for them to get into um you know actual crypto and not the derivative of it or not the stock market version of it or not the bullshit etf version of it that's not even that's like a based on futures and you hit the nail on the head when you said it's some regular to you know basically benefit you know who's ever regulating them and you know the top regulator would be the sec right now and the former and the, the top guy at the sec was the former cftc commodities future trading had which is you know the head of futures contracts and so lo and behold a futures contract uh etf was approved and not one that actually holds on to Bitcoin. But anyways, that's a whole nother topic. And getting back to your question, yeah, these these are all just trial balloons. I mean, the first real trial balloon for all this stuff was back in uh, you know May 2020 when we had the CARES Act. I shouldn't say we, but there's the CARES Act. The first version of that text was actually talking about having a central bank digital currency that would then like a Federal Reserve account that would pay you your twelve hundred dollars, and that was floated up as a trial balloon, didn't really get much pushback. Most people don't even know it was in there. And this is, you know, them telling you what they're going to do before they do it and trying to see if there's any opposition to it. And unfortunately, it's not something that's on a lot of people's radars. Uh, by coincidence, uh, before Drudge Report had their been, yeah, I know that's controlled opposition and, and that Drudge, you know, sucks now compared to what it used to be. I'm sure someone you know, is listening, yelling at the radio right now, saying, "Oh, Drudge sucks," but yeah, he does. But anyways, I monitor enemy propaganda, and on there, right now, actually, still, let me pull this up. Uh, and if you give me sharing permissions, I can go through a few things. But it says Fed may issue digital currency, and right before that was on there, they, uh, I had a, a guy who I know who's very successful, a young kid. He's like 31 years old, and worth tens of millions of dollars, not not from Bitcoin, a tech entrepreneur. And he was, I had talked with him last week and he men mentioned something like, I want to hear more about your theory that the Fed's coming out with a central bank digital currency. So theory. I hit him with, huh. yeah. I mean, no, and he's, the thing is, he's a very smart guy and nice guy and he wasn't trying to beat me up too bad in this. And, you know, he generally probably believes. I've, I've known him since, you know, before he got uh, all rich and famous. And so he, so I sent him 
stuff directly from the Federal Reserve, directly from the Bank of International Settlements, directly from the Atlantic Council CBDC tracker, uh, directly from BankingSenate.gov. And then, uh, <laughs> then this drops, you know, about an hour later, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. If, if uh, in case you need, you need any more proof on this theory, uh, you know, why don't you go check out DrudgeReport.com right now and how <laughs> the Federal Reserve just launched. Now, we had known, like John and I and a lot of other people paying attention to this, we had known that this paper was, was forthcoming and it wasn't a secret that this. Now, I didn't know. Oh, hell, I knew before yesterday. Bitcoin. They're, they always wanted to do this. This was the whole thing. Hell, Bitcoin could be for this. It's going to be GoldmanSucks.gov coin. I guarantee it. You know, these guys, you know, they, they need the ability to, tra if they can, they are, okay? And what do they want? To be able to track, to surveil, to be able to turn it off. Exactly. And uh, unfortunately, one of the reasons why I didn't get into Bitcoin, uh, you know, super early or didn't get in like below a dollar was because I had just read Creature from Jekyll Island and... You know, basically at that point, figured out that, you know, the, all the, I mean, I already know that the climate change and global warming is all a scam at that point, but then that helps put in the context of what's going on in terms of how they want to use the carbon tax eventually to help control the population and, you know, tax everything we do and tax our breathing. And yeah, because you're, you're carbon based life forms that, you know, emit carbon as we speak. And I then thought that the, Bitcoin was going to be sort of that mark of the beast technology that was then going to be used to enslave us. Now, this is like 2010 level understanding when, you know, the real nerd dork stuff that I wasn't really, you know, super, uh, you know, down the rabbit hole because I was doing other stuff and doing triathlon and, you know, just trying to get by at the time. So I wasn't really, you know, super delving into this. There's, you know, other I was deep into the Ron Paul revolution stuff. And actually, I even knew when I was living in New York you know, the activism that you were doing and activism like Ed Vallejo, like I knew about both of you uh, from like Daily Paul forums. And I think uh, one of the Ron Paul, some like big documentary video thing that was going on. So I knew about like the activism that you and Ed Vallejo were doing down here. And, uh, you know, now they've, you know, got him under obvious, you know, BS charges. Uh, that's a you know whole nother whole nother segment. Whole other thing that I could be talking about, but getting back to, I thought that this technology was going to be used as mark of the beast, and I think I, I was correct. The underlying blockchain technology was going to be used uh, as the mark of the beast, and you know, at the time, I was also worried about you know the dollar collapsing. Now it's been you know whatever it's been like twelve years later, and you know, basically the noose is even tighter around her neck in terms of you know where the Fed Reserve has positioned the. Uh, economy they completely have everything by the you know what and at this point there's really you know we do have a podcast coming out i might have maybe even just dropped it but you know to give a preview of this it's called the perfect storm is brewing again or the perfect storm is brewing part two and so i did have a perfect storm is brewing in may 2018 and basically it was saying hey you know in october 2018 the fed says they're going to start selling 50 billion dollars of bonds a month okay well who's the largest purchaser of of bonds. Oh, it's the Federal Reserve. Well, that's going to be hard for them going to be the biggest buyer to the biggest seller. Uh, okay, who's the second biggest? China? Okay, well, yeah, we're in a fucking trade war with China. Not a not a lot of leverage over, over in that position. Okay, third, which sometimes the second would be Bank of Japan. All right, yeah, they're the most indebted country in the world. So I'm like, there's no way they can do this because the interest rates are going to go up. And when the interest rates go up, it's going to pop the stock market bubble and the bond market bubble, which is an even worse thing to pop. And then they're going to have to reverse course, and that's what happened. So, I mean, October 4th, 2018, uh, Jerome Powell came out, said we're on autopilot. 
uh, the day before that, I'd given a, a basically a, a client uh, talking about, you know, there's, there's no way they can keep keep this up. And so the next day he doubles down, says we're on autopilot. We're going to keep raising rates a quarter of a point every every single quarter. And Trump's up there saying it's the greatest economy in the history of the world. And then by Christmas time, everything had gone to hell in a handbasket. S&P 500 was down like 19.99%. And then the president's working group on financial markets, a.k.a. the plunge protection team, along with Steve uh, Butt Munchkin over there, they went and started doing everything they could to basically, uh, you know, pump everything back up. Then we had the repo crisis in you know September of 2019, which actually came out that uh, you know JP Morgan had you know <laughs> borrowed like 30 billion dollars in that period. It's a whole other whole other story that John and I did uh, recently. So if you guys want to go check out that podcast episode, but now it brings us to this where we're yeah, at this. Wait, 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 wait. They want to check out an episode of the podcast. What podcast? Go ahead and tell them. The Tim and John Show. So you guys can go to timandjohnshow.com. Uh, we're also on Odyssey and uh, BitChute as well. And I think it's called something like JP Morgan had to be bailed out. And it's like this. It was like one of the two most recent shows we did. So if anyone that's on there. Well, in the archive uh, for today, Donna has the link to the Tim and John Show up there. You can get entertained yeah. and informed. So you go to the archive and Tim and John Show link. Boom. Done. All right. Go. Cool. Thank you. And, uh, Basically, now with this perfect storm is brewing part two. Well, the past 12 years, the Federal Reserve has been printing money and they've been able to get away with it because there's no inflation. And obviously, you know, we know that the inflation numbers are all rigged. And, you know, that's a whole nother, I wrote a whole like little 15 page book on that and how they rig these numbers. And so, you know, I'm well aware that they're rigged. But now, even by their own bullshit, not rigged numbers, it's 300% higher than what they, they want it to be at 7% right now. And in the past, when they went to go, you know, save the economy and air quotes here for you guys listening, uh, they were able to get away with, with printing more money. Except this time, they're being essentially forced to raise rates, not because they really want to, but because they have to. But I mean, what's a, you know, a couple, you know, point, you know, 25 basis point rate hikes when, OK, great, we're going to raise interest rates up to 0.25 or 0.5 when inflation seven. I mean, if you want to stop inflation as you got better raise the interest rates up to seven uh not just giving all these little 0.25 percent rate hikes i mean that's just and so right now the market is has been going down i'm not sure actually what it's doing today but uh i know bitcoin's been taking you know a beating and a lot of that has you know been predicated on you know the fed was blowing the bubble up and then now the air is starting to come out of the bubble because they they haven't even stopped printing money yet so that so in march Middle of March, they're going to of 2022. They're going to stop uh, printing money, you know, according, allegedly, unless they've got some other, uh, you know, secret black book we don't know about. That they're doing things off balance sheet, which I wouldn't be surprised if they were doing that. But I don't know. Uh, so the mid March, they're going to stop printing money, and they're going. They're also probably going to raise rates either by 50 basis points, and then they like okay, no, uh, they okay, indicated- okay, wait. Yeah, you guys always talk geek on this basis point. Half thing. a percent. Okay, a basis point is what? Half a percent. Like point point a bit. Well, a bit. Well, fifty basis points would be half a percent. Okay, so, so basis, basis points point. Would be 1%. Each basis point is a a tenth of uh, what a hundredth. is it? a hundredth? A hundredth. A hundredth of a percent. Really? Yeah, is that so? They. So, they, so basically, why, they why, typically why is do, that a basis? Why? Why a hundredth of a percent? Yeah, shouldn't I? When the last time they ever use hundredth of percent? 
You know, it's always, you know, a tenth or a half or a full or something like that. Well, it's always either 0.25 or 0.5. Maybe there was like a one. Because the thing is, if you say you're raising it by 1%, something like 1% of zero would still be zero. So it's, it's, I don't know. I didn't make it up. This has been going on for a lot longer than I've been in live. People refer, but usually the Fed does a 0.25, 25 base point hike, which would be a quarter of a percent. Ray hike is okay. Typical. All right. Well, just so we know what the heck you're talking about. All right. Keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. So they basically, they being the Fed, they have these uh, dot plots where they go through and they say where they think rates are going to be like this year, next year, the following year, and the longer term. And uh, I believe their their last one that just came out in December shows uh, three rate hikes this year, three hi- rate hikes next year. Uh, a lot of big banks think they're actually going to do four rate hikes this year. I mean, it still puts you at like 2.25%, like big whoopty fucking do when we've got 7% uh, in- inflation. I did hear uh, Brandon, uh, Joe Biden, talk. Uh, get, I just happened to turn on his uh, little State of the Union. Well, I don't even know what it was. Some, it wasn't State of the Union. It was some sort of uh, at address he was giving. And the second I turned it on, I only watched it for like five minutes. He was talking about the Federal Reserve just by coincidence. And he's like, you know, Jerome Powell, basically, you know, such a hero, did all these heroic things and, you know, helped get the economy back running. And now I've got full faith and confidence that he can get inflation under control. And the number one thing he needs to do to get inflation under control, and no, this is not the onion, is to uh, pass Build Back Better. And so the so basically inflation used to be defined as printing money. And so now basically what they're saying is the best way to uh, you know, get printing money under control is to print a bunch more money that we don't have while at the same time having the Fed raise rates. I mean, it's the perfect storm of absolute bullshit going on to uh, essentially cause inflation to get out of control, cause a crash in the bond market, which those people will never get their money back, crash in the stock market, which eventually they're going to have to, they're going to eventually renege on all this stuff. And then they're probably going to print even more money. And this time next year, who knows, the stock market in crypto might be dramatically higher because, you know, they'll only maybe uh, pretend they can raise rates and everything for like three or four months. And then there'll be some sort of black swan or, or uh, you know, or, you know, whatever CIA trained operatives we've got in Ukraine will, uh, you know, attack Ukraine dressed up as Russians and blame it on the Russians or or Putin might actually take back Crimea and or there'll be some sort of excuse on that front or some new variant or bill gates will go release a smallpox outbreak or they're going to go off the uh off the power there'll be some sort of black swan to basically keep the control on the people and then also be up much money when people don't care because no one cared that the fed printed all this money back when uh you know the whole pandemic was going down at the height of it i mean even now i mean almost nobody cares so i don't really think that they're going to care uh, you know, if there's some other big event that we can't predict is happening. So right now on screen, uh, I've got this is the, the article that Drudge was linked to. So if you guys are watching right now, we've got uh, right here, Fed may issue digital currency. So I'm just closing a few tabs here. Fed may issue digital currency. We click that. It goes right into the Fed may create a U.S. digital currency and wants your input. Yeah, I'm sure they want my input. And right. so here's the 40-page uh, document. It's actually not really that long because you know, like about the end of it, 12 pages is all like sort of like source and citations, and it's in pretty big font. And I did highlight a bunch. Okay, good. Some highlights uh, you know, stuck on here. 
Uh, the quick executive summary for a nation's economy to function effectively, its citizens must have confidence in its money and payment services. <laughs> the Federal Reserve, as the nation's central bank, works to maintain the public's confidence by fostering monetary stability, financial stability, and a safe and efficient payment system. The paper has been designed to foster a broad and transparent public dialogue about CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, in general, and about the potential benefits and risk of a U.S. CBDC. The paper is not intended to advance any specific policy outcome, nor is intended to signal that the Federal Reserve will make any imminent decisions about... Now, it goes on to say this like a shitload of times, uh, essentially like, oh, we're not going to use this Who to are they talking to? Of- is this for history, legal, Congress, you know, um, uh, the people... Regulate. I mean, who are they talking to? Foreign governments? When they say this kind of crap, why even do it then? I mean, I, I you know, we it may... seems like they just want to go through the motions. So it's sort of like when you go and you have like a, a court trial with Morpheus, and they go through and they have all the motions, and they go and they have the jury. Basically, you know, they as how fairly they can fuck you, but they've got like their process and they've got the whole, you know, you know dog and pony show they're gonna you know roll out here but uh they don't like you think they, they really care about you know my concerns or they really care about any of your listeners they want to know how powerful opposition is yeah they don't and it's and then here it goes on to say that the paper concludes with a request for public comment and it basically like it sort of gives like what the public comments could even be and so i mean it seems like they've already got their you know what they want but um but yeah basically saying a cbdc like Americans have held predominantly in digital form anyways, for example, in bank accounts, blah, 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 blah. It could offer a range of benefits. It could provide households and business convenient electronic form of central bank money with the safety and liquidity that would give entrepreneurs a platform on which to create new financial products and services. And it also, I mean, just kind of skip into the end here. You know, it, it, That it, will it, be regulated and controlled and turn a kill switch just like you put a kill switch on new cars now you can just turn them off and turn off your money this is what's coming yeah i mean that's what augustus carson's who's the head of the bank of international settlements uh said i think back in july and the guys and actually are, are the the next podcast show that's probably gonna come out today <clears throat> john and i went after him uh, pretty hard uh this guy's like 450 pounds and John's like, he ate all the money. That's where he's hiding all the inflation. He was just eating all the excess money. The guy looks like Job of the Hut. And he said, we want to have the ability to turn. And I think I've played some clips in your show before of him. But he said they want to have the ability to, to block financial transactions and to shut you off. Yep. Um, and it's saying that, you know, because, you know, central bank money has no credit or liquidity risk, central bank payment systems tend to underpin interbank payments and, Basically, you know, it's going to be super safe because there's, you know, no, uh, you know, default risk and how easy it will be to make cross-border payments and how hard cross-border payments are. And right now, people need to spend about 5.41% to uh, for cross-border payments and cryptocurrencies and how they're stable coins and how stable coins are pegged to the dollar and they're taken off. And the president's working group on financial markets, which is all, and it says it in here right right here. Uh, which is all this is the, the plunge protection team, along with the federal FDIC, the, the OCC, the, which is the Office of Comp Control Currency, recently published a report on stable coins. And the President's Working Group report notes that well designed and appropriately regulated stable coins could potentially support faster, more efficient, and more inclusive payment 
Uh, basically, what and to address the risk of stable coins, the PWG, that's the basically plunge protection team, uh, recommends that Congress act promptly to enact legislation that would ensure payment stable coins and payment stable coin arrangements are subject to consistent and comprehensive federal regulatory framework. I skip it to the end. Basically, what this means in layman's terms is they're going to have the big banks be the stable coin providers, and stable coin is going to be. Uh, the Fed coin, and then they're probably going to ban the other stable coins unless they're backed one to one by the stable coin. One, is my go guess. ahead and explain stable coin. So a lot of people probably know about like Tether or USDC or uh, I think like Paxos. Has, I mean, there's a lot of these floating around. I've never had one, never been in a stable coin. It's not what interests me. But if someone didn't like the, let's say somebody wanted to take. Uh, you know, from Bitcoin when it was at you know sixty nine thousand, and they thought it was going down because they're Nostradamus and they're, they 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 know more and they want to put it into cash or they want to. Uh, basically, it's a coin that's backed by the dollar allegedly. Well, it's supposed to be it, one stable coin is one dollar. It's it's linked, right? It's supposed to, but I mean, in the case of Tether, I mean, it definitely isn't because they don't. It's not one to one linked, and they've got a basket of like bonds financial securities that back it up and, and it's not actually dollar bills that back it up now i'm not this now that might not be the case with usdc or other ones but i know with tether well they got you, okay let me ask some questions here they they go and they say all right we got um uh stable coins out there it's supposed to be one-to-one you know they match the dollar it's a stable it's good it's good as gold you know a dollar is supposed to be backed by gold and it's good as gold and then they, eh, not so much anymore. So dollars for crap. And now they go, a stable coin, it's good as the dollar, you know? And you're going, yay, you know? So it's stable coins are the dollar you would want to, um, uh, if you're dealing in dollar amounts, you say, I need $100. Okay, well, here's 100 stable coins or something like that. So it kind of is tracked with it somehow. What is the banking system's faith in these stable coin cryptos that they wouldn't have in other cryptocurrencies that are controlled by people you know they they they're what they come from where who decided that they were stable who did that so i mean there is uh you know a a company behind and i'm not endorsing any of these and i don't own any of these i'm just you know talking high level what these are and so like the USDC, I think that that's like a group called like Circle, and then Circle I think has connections like Goldman Sachs and and I think Coinbase as well. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but if, you know, you guys want to go, you know, look that up. Tether, I think Brock Pierce is uh, one of the bigger players in there, and basically said, hey, listen, we're gonna take the money that you guys give us, and then they basically now initially they said they're gonna back it one one stable coin for one dollar, and it turns out that's not the case, and so they've got baskets of different like short-term debt uh i mean who knows exactly what they have in there and basically if somebody wants to re- redeem their stable coin they're they, right now it's it's a dollar and so usdc yeah it shows that's a dollar right now on coin market cap sometimes it's 99 cents 98 cents like a dollar one dollar two around there but these are people that want it stable relative to the dollar your listeners and people like you and me uh we don't necessarily want to be stable to the dollar because we realize the dollar is not stable. And on a long enough time horizon, the Fed's going to uh, you know, completely ruin everything. They already have basically ruined everything, robbed you know, our children and grandchildren already. Um, now they're sort of going in for like the final kill shot to 
uh, make sure they and no at the FBI. I'm not killing anybody. I'm saying that they they are killing the economy. Kill shot. Um, and so they and it's funny because they are talking about like 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 if we keep going on in their paper, they talk about how their how privacy is very important to them, and of, of course they're going to be super private with it with this and here privacy protection. Uh, consumer privacy is critical. Any CBDC would need to strike an appropriate balance wow. between safeguarding the privacy rights of consumers and affording the transparency for criminality. Uh, intermediate here, here, here it is right here. The private sector would offer accounts or digital wallets to facilitate the management of CBDC holdings and payments. Potential intermediaries could include commercial banks and regulated non-bank financial service providers and would operate in an open market for CBC services. Although commercial banks and non-banks would offer services to individuals to manage their CBDC holdings and payments, the CBC itself would be a liability of the Federal Reserve. An intermediate model would facilitate the use of the private sector's existing privacy and identity management management frameworks, leverage the private sector's ability to innovate and reduce the prospects for destabilizing disruptions to a well-functioning U.S. financial system. Basically, what there's... Oh, so the first part I didn't read was the Federal Reserve Act has not authorized direct Federal Reserve accounts for individuals, and such accounts would represent a significant expansion of the Federal Reserve's role in the financial system and economy. Uh, and so basically, they're saying, oh, how can we cut in the big banks to all this, too? Because it's not enough that, uh, you know, that we have a CBDC that's completely... Track, trace, surveillance, and controlled by the Federal Reserve, where they can just print a whole bunch of money willy nilly. Uh, but we're also going to find a way that have the big banks make a fuck ton of money off this too. So you know, don't think that you know they wanted to go kill the big banks with this; that they wanted to be able to you know cut them into the deal as well. And basically, they they are going to try to get rid of um, stable coins. It will be my guess, or the stable coins will have to be you know somehow regulated through FDIC. Uh, or, you know, like the USCC with them having, I think they have connections to Goldman Sachs. Maybe they'll be one of the preferred providers and their underlying holdings will be the, you know, be the Fed coin. So maybe they might be trying to have Fed, maybe they might be trying to have Fed coin be the backing of the other stable coins would be my sort of uh, guess on where things are going. And then, of course, the big banks would be lightning. This is all blah, 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 blah. We're going digital currency, and we got a kill switch. How far off am I? Yeah. You know, this doesn't is... Talk about the kills. doesn't talk about the kill switch, but obviously um, <laughs> obviously that's part of the plan all along was to be like, oh, sorry, you uh, you did this, or, you know, we uh, saw that your phone was next to Ed Vallejo's once, so, you know, we're not giving you your universal basic income. We're going to cut you off and oh yeah by well, the they way, seize the first uh, thing they do they rico and they take all your bank accounts they take your money your ability to defend you can't you can't you can't you can't they automatically take your taxes out and now i saw an article yesterday where the irs wants to have some sort of like facial recognition thing in order to access different accounts online or services yeah. or do your tax returns they want to have some sort of like id dot system where you've yeah for your protection. <laughs> yeah, they love And safety. Protect my my, yeah. my rats. They will protect well, my I mean, rats. this was this would be like one of the main things I was bitching about for I mean, really warning about since the very beginning. I started waking up to this stuff in probably two thousand nine and ten and this has been the main thing I've been bitching about in twenty twenty one. I mean, you saw at Float Fest when I gave that uh impassioned impromptu uh rant at the rant competition that I tied 
John Bush with, uh, you know, it was on central bank digital currencies. And, and it's good to see that there are a lot of people in uh, alternative media who are talking about this. But then again, like I was talking about super smart, young tech uh, entrepreneur uh, just yesterday, and he had never heard of CBDCs or and, and there's lots of people who are very smart people who so like all this is sort of being done where, you know, it's not like hidden. I mean, you just type in CBDC in any central bank in the world and so you get thousands of articles uh, that are out there. So like all this stuff is right out there and you can you can go to and we'll do it right now. Uh, the Atlantic Council dot org CBDC tracker. And so you go down, scroll down here and then you see basically all the countries in the world and it shows it's got 91 countries has currency unions tracked at one point it was 110 and so now when I mean, you see like where like, like the u.s is in the research phase you got nine that have already been launched 14 pilot phases 16 development phases 41 research phases um and so you know you do see that there have been some that are that are launched like it looks like the bahamas have, have launched one so these are um, currencies with digital currencies or countries with digital currencies now already yeah damn the Eastern Caribbean, seven countries already down there, I guess, have launched these. Uh, Granada, Montserrat, Dominica, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and Grenadines, uh, Antigua, Barbado, uh, St. Kitts and Nevis. It looks like they've already launched one as well. Uh, the Bahamas, I already, already mentioned that. And so the, so this is something that's already there. Then you've got, you know, this is from the banking.senate.gov. This is not some conspiracy and this is the Digital Dollar Project. If you guys go to timandjohnshow.com, we did a whole show on the D Digital Dollar Project, Digital Dollar Foundation. Uh, that's being run by the company Accenture. Uh, yeah, and so we've got CBDCs. This is for the Bank of International Settlements, an opportunity for the monetary system. Like Literally, this is their 2021 annual report, and a third of it is on this. A third of their fucking report is on, for all of last year, is on CBDCs. So... And then now I've got that, that front of Drudge Report. So anyone that thinks this is a conspiracy uh, is just someone that has just not been paying attention because it's not hidden at all. And, uh, you know, and it's, and it's coming. But the thing is, once they do this, they're going to completely have us by the balls. Uh, you know, I don't want. And the thing is, when this, the, like, for me, like, the reason, you know, why I would talk about having guns or gun ownership is not to have some sort of January 6th bullshit where it's like, oh, we're in charge of all these we're halls We're in charge now. of the and, monuments and marble. Yay! Oh. And actually, Adam Kokash did make this point because I did listen to uh, some of the stuff he's been on his Telegram channel in, in regards to Ad. And he made the point of, he's like, not only was this not an insurrection, like they, like those guys, and the thing is, Ed wasn't even fighting, so I want to like characterize those guys, but the people who were stupid enough to go in there like they were literally fighting to keep the exact status quo the same. Like they weren't fighting to like insurrect anything. They were fighting to right. keep like the current existing government in place, which is like pretty much the opposite of an insurrection. Uh, and, you know, I fell off the Trump train, you know, pretty much day one, like, oh, Ryan's Priebus, like next, like I already know where this is going. And then it officially fell off the Trump train the day he picked Jerome Powell. And then to really just sort of, uh, you know, put the nail in the heart is when he, you know, had all the, the bullshit, you know, bombings under false pretenses in Syria, with the, the, you know, the red line getting crossed and the Assad gas attacks. That was obviously, you know, false flag, uh, you know, provoked probably by the CIA uh, funded white helmets. And so as soon as he fell into that game and 3D level 40, 5D level chess, I mean, you know, and this was very early on. I mean, this was like, you know, by March, I was 
2017. I was already, you know, next uh, with Donald Trump. So I certainly wasn't, you know, caring what was going on and knew the thing. Oh, we're going to go. And then now people are like, oh, we need to vote really hard in 2024. Oh, we're going to vote really hard in another rigged election. Uh, like that's going to be like, that's going to be the thing that people need to do. And so eventually, like getting back to like the reason to have guns is eventually the currency is going to lose reserve status. And actually the article uh, or not, the Federal Reserve's like little paper here uh, at the very end of it says, actually, you know what? We were on that roll. Let me just let me just read this rather than paraphrase it. But it says, supporting the dollar's international role. And uh, basically, the dollar's international role would also allow the United States to influence standards for the global monetary system. And it's saying that, uh, and I end up paraphrasing it. Basically, it says that this would be something to help the dollar's international role because it would be so technologically advanced and we can't be left behind. And if we want to maintain the world reserve currency, we've got to you know, keep up with the CBDC. And the thing is, like, when this eventually happens and they get everybody by the balls and, and eventually other currencies stop using the dollar and everything is digitized, you know, they're going to just, you know, all of a sudden just print, you know, trillions and trillions and trillions more dollars, making our dollars worth less. And then at that point, I think, you know, you'll see, you know, cryptos, in my opinion, and precious metals, I think will, would go to the roof. And that is really the catalyzing paradigm shifting event. And so, you know, I would expect, you know, financial assets to keep going down as the Federal Reserve is, you know, tightening. I'll say that in air quotes. And while they're raising rates and and then eventually they'll have to stop and they'll have to say uncle and that will get reversed and they'll find some new excuse to print money again while there's already inflation and then we'll probably have some sort of hyperinflationary recession and you know and the guns come into play when you know all of a sudden you know supply chains break down the zombie hordes are out there and people are trying to you know rape and pillage and going around the countryside trying to steal whatever they can to go eat and you know protecting yourself and your family against that is you know the reason but you know you're not going to be you know walking in anywhere with an ar-15 you know like it's the civil war and accomplishing anything i mean it's 2020 uh they're you know they're not that's not how things are fought these days and you know and and the pen is mightier than the sword which is why they've been shutting down uh you know people like like you and i off social media you know well you know actually today is one year since i've been off facebook I didn't realize that so it's actually the one, eight, one year anniversary is today of me being off uh facebook and it's been a very productive year it's been very good from okay, mental you health mean off you Not got on there. canceled you turned it off uh you ignored them what I turned it off, but I mean, they basically turned me off uh, going back to November 16th, 2016. I had that fake news list go viral. And ever since that day, they made it so that way I couldn't like tag myself. I couldn't really uh, have any reach. I mean, reach went from over a million people a week to literally zero pretty much overnight. Had no new subscribers for five years straight. Five fucking years straight. You're going to tell me that's that somehow in two months I get 32,000 and then I get none over five years. Like that, and then even now, like on YouTube, I see I got a report yesterday. Oh, you got no new subscribers last month. Like, oh, yay! Um, and so it's just, uh, you know, you know, we've been promoting, you know, things like BitChute and IPFS, and you know, and I did talk about IPFS in my 2019 Anarchapoco speech, and I was, you know, pimping, you know, Pirates Without Borders and a lot of the solutions, different things, and uh, I believe that speech was actually called Crisis Retiring which was given about, you know, probably 13 months too early. But, you know, essentially, the, at some point, the Federal Reserve is going to have to back away from this tightening. And, and uh, you know, the quicker they start tightening is the quicker they start loosening again. And there'll be black swan that will come to do such. And then they'll roll out the CBDC. 
as some sort of savior. And, it, oh, and you know what? The article does say something, and, and it seemed like it was like the perfect, uh, you know, because if you go back to Paul Warburg, or maybe I forget his name is Paul or James, maybe James Warburg, and I talk about this in the article I wrote for your paper, is, uh, you know, we shall have one more government, it's only a matter of through consent or conquest, and they want to figure out, like, how they're going to get people to accept this. Uh, somewhere in here in the article, like, it did really sort of basically say that, but not not in those terms, obviously. It didn't say one world government, but it basically, like, how are we going to get the people to accept this? Well, I'm, I'm just trying to scroll through. It's 40 pages of... Uh, yeah, and so it seems like that they want to figure out some sort of problem rational solution to, uh, you know, maybe the bond market goes down, and and if you let's say you got a thirty year bond, and you got a million bucks in there, and rates go up two percent, well then now you just lost sixty percent, so you just lost you know six hundred thousand dollars, and you got to wait thirty years to get it back, while you get yeah. a piddly amount of interest, and so that's known as interest rate risk. We've <clears throat> covered it many times on your show before. And so maybe what they'll do is they'll say, oh, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, sorry, uh, you just lost uh, 60% of your money. If you want it back, you can trade that in for our you know, CBDC-based bond or some sort of bullshit. And we'll you know, try to pair it one-to-one to what you had or they'll, be, or they'll make everybody poor uh, and, or poorer. Not everybody, obviously most people. And then um, here's your universal basic income and sorry, you know, we – saw you're talking shit about the government, so we're cutting you off, or you didn't get your new shot, so we're cutting you off. And it's so obvious, you know, where this is eventually going. So <clears throat> so maybe for shits and giggles, I'll, maybe I'll I'll, uh, co- I'll do a little public comment period on here because they do have, like, I think they tell you, like, where to go to do that. Uh, yes, please, please provide any questions by May 20th, 2022, using the form at federalreserve.gov slash app slash form slash CBDC. Uh, but it's not a requirement that all questions be answered. Then that lists like a whole bunch of different potential questions that are out there. So it sounds like they've already got their Yeah, no, this is questions. one thing that I, I find of, <coughs> of interest on this <coughs> system participation thing. And you get, it's a First Amendment right to redress a grievance and all that kind of stuff. Well, Federal Reserve and a lot in the IRS thing, the tax deals and all kinds of stuff is what the, what was it, the... Uh, um, it was Bob Schultz went around the country. They did the train ride. You know, Adam and I took that ride with Gerard Griffin and the guys from New Jersey down to uh, Jekyll Island. And it was um, the Constitutional uh, Convention. You know, it was the People's Constitutional Convention, whatever it was. And there was a petition that, you know, the United States had to answer this something about something. It was the IRS thing. And... They got, you know, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of signatures and big stacks of whatever, and you got to, and you have to, and they had a big convention. A lot of people went. I think Ed went, you know, to Chicago. Yeah, they got a bunch of stuff they want to get him for. But the um, uh, it was the people trying to, I don't know, get some kind of response out of them. And then finally, let's show you go to Washington. They do all it's just a, they're getting a lot of press or having a lot of problem they're going in the court they're filing and all that, and this is what happened they go you know yeah you do have the right to uh, petition your government for redress but we don't have the responsibility or the obligation to answer and I go wow if that didn't just tell you everything right there yeah, you can bitch all you want, but we don't have to respond, okay? 
So that's when they do this public response thing. Yeah, you can petition your for redress agreement, First Amendment right of, yeah, you can bitch all you want, but we don't have to answer you. And we'll encourage you to respond. Now, you can tell us everything. You can bitch all you want, put it on record, and we can just ignore it, okay? So to think that your response on this, unless it comes with a big giant check or your name is Goldman Sachs or something, they don't care. They've already made up. I'm sure, my check, will, I'm sure my check will be big enough for the Federal Reserve. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. We print our own money. So this is, if you look at this from, I don't know, common sense or uh, just being an activist for any amount of time and you, you want to see how this is done, they've already made up their mind. They made up their mind, God, you know, generations ago with the creation of the Federal Reserve to begin with, they controlled the money. And in 13, when they did the, the Federal Reserve before that time, you know, the only involvement I think the government had in money was not be, you know, a fraud. I mean, you know, banks had their own money. States could. I mean, it's whatever the people wanted to trade and what grease the skids for commerce of who cares. But um, then when you start getting in this Federal Reserve thing, Oh, hey, you're counterfeiting. You're not doing it the way we tell you or what we're saying. You All debts, you know, legal tender for all debts, public and private kind of deal with this here. You know, not a silver certificate anymore that could be backed by precious metals or anything. It was, you know, it was uh, full faith and credit of, you know, America and an M16. Okay. When that goes, then what backs it up? It's going. The reserve currency of the world, the United States dollar, ain't going to be there anymore. Which means that all those dollars around the world are going to flood back into the United States. Which is, you think inflation's bad now? It's just, this is just the end of the beginning. This is just starting. So they have to be able to lop off zeros. As I'm, oh, check this out. All right. This is Venezuela money. Okay, they're boulevards. Now there's, uh, okay, we got $100 or 100 boulevard and uh, 1,000, okay? Now I'm going to read what this says. Now this is, the 100 is 20, each one of these is $23 a piece. Each one of these is $230 a piece in 2012, okay? This is, keep in mind. 2012 was when Ron Paul was running for the second time for president. 2012 was when um, uh, uh, Obama got his second term or whatever, right? So in, in the uh, beginning of the second term of the Obama administration, the boulevard, you know, this was $5,000. <clears> and to think this isn't going to happen here, you don't understand history. All right. Please remove a bill and look at it. All right. You know, it's a, you know, Venezuela, whatever, pretty guy, guy's picture on it and everything. Okay. Look at the bill. This is real currency like dollars in 2012. Each bill could have bought seven gallons of gas. They stole all its value. They do not earn money like you or I do. They add new money to their bank account. They just type it in. Higher, they just type in higher amounts with a the computer. 
They steal your grandparents' savings. They steal your earnings they, by reducing what you can buy. Who are they? How can they do this? They are central banks. In the U.S., they are fed the Federal Reserve. The new money they make makes, one, makes everything you want cost more. This steals your earnings. Two, buys bonds, reducing interest rates. This steals your savings. Great books on how this theft takes place. Easy re- reading, uh, Ron Paul and the Fed. Heavier read, Murray Rothbard, The Mystery of Banking. So this was like a crap load of real money. And I was at the economic discussion group and uh, Randy Paulson's son, Brian, you know, had a suitcase full of these. Okay. Now he had given Donna was out there and uh, saw her uh, a couple weeks ago and give her one of the hundreds and the thousand dollar thing. When I interviewed one of the girls in the Arizona project, the annual exchange students uh, was from Venezuela, you know, and she's just old enough to remember when this happened. And uh, Venezuela went down the tubes, and it was because of this. It's always a money thing. They get the socialist end, or people, we just, we'll just print more money for us and our buddies. Well, the entire country and economy will go. Well, these sociopaths and psychopaths don't care. They're going, yeah, but I got mine. You know, so this is, and you let us, dummy. Well, this is what digital currencies, they're no longer having to lop off zeros, okay? It's because this is, you know, a trillion dollar bill. This is Zimbabwe kind of crap. Well, what they do, finally, they just print it on one side. I mean, waste of ink on the other side. I mean, it's just so bad. But what happens when it goes digital? They just push a button. You know, this is why. And then, if you're bitching about it, they push a button and turn off your access. And then, in El Salvador, I had Max Kaiser sitting right there, okay? He was sitting right there. You know, and um, where we're at now out here, Dr. Cole's place uh, out in um, uh, Quartzsite, he was at that meeting at the pizza place that night after I interviewed him. I was, you know, kindly disinvited. You know, I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist. I'm not allowed, right? You know, kind of thing. Well, um, and I had right after him, I had Tone Vays on, and they're all Bitcoin maximalists. And, you know, I'm having all the same questions that everybody else has for these guys. You know, Bitcoin's going to be separate, different. Cryptocurrency is going to morph into GoldmanSucks.gov coin. Sure as hell want it to. Are they going to just take code and, and, and be digital currency, the U.S. dollar over here? Are they going to incorporate one of the other currencies? Of course, Bitcoin wants to be that one. So which one of the digital currencies is going to be legal tender? And are all of them going to be declared counterfeit? They just did it in Russia. Okay. So tell me about Russia's thing. One of the reasons why crypto is taking a dump here is because some countries are going, man, get that crap out of, out of my face. Why? What was Russia's deal on that? Tim? Uh, I mean, I want to say I'm like an expert on what's going on with the Russians. Their, at their central bank probably didn't like the fact that it competes with, you know, if you have a central bank that can just print money willy nilly, and you've got a, you know, it's sort of like if we were to if we were to compare Bitcoin to you know, you know, the dollar or the Russian ruble. I mean, essentially, with the, the Russian ruble and with the U.S. dollar, you're able to just print unlimited amounts of money. There's no supply 
constraints at all, you know, versus Bitcoin where there's, you know, 21 million and, I don't know, like eight, about 18 of them have already been out there, like three or four have already been lost. And so, you know, there's only a very finite amount that can never be uh, mined and brought into existence, whereas, you know, they can, you know, double the money supply in one millisecond just by pressing a button. Uh, and so if they can, they are and they will. And obviously they've done a lot in the past and they're probably going to keep doing it uh, more in the future. I'm just reading right now, it seems like crypto.com pauses withdrawals. Um, so I don't know if there's some sort of hack whoa, or something whoa, going whoa, on right whoa, now. Whoa, whoa, what? Pauses crypto, withdrawals, so it's, it's, it's your money, you just can't have it now? Uh, that would probably make it sound like there's some sort of uh, like hacking or something going on there. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just reading. I was just reading the um, headline yeah. right now. Suspicious. So there's suspicious activity. Actually, this is from a few days ago. So yeah, I think there was about like fourteen, fifteen million dollars. This, sorry, this is an old headline up there. But yeah, I think this was like fourteen or fifteen thousand uh, dollars worth of Ethereum. So I mean, they lost four point two eight Ether by some sort of hack, which I guess in the grand scheme of things isn't, uh, you know, isn't huge, obviously. But uh, let's see. Actually, it sounds like. Oh wait, this might be four point five thousand ethers. Uh, okay, which would be fifteen million dollars uh, at the time. Okay, well that's something, but not, you know. Anyways, uh, you know, it's just one extra thing that's on there, and you know, if you've got other people holding on to your keys, and I guess you know, it's something that you might expect could happen. But uh, well, bank robbers now aren't going to be, you know, like. Uh you know, the dark night and the Joker going into banks and taking whatever. They're just, you know, getting some f- kid in the Philippines to do it with a keyboard, you know. And I'm wondering how you'd think it would be difficult, you know, but they keep having all these security problems all the time. And I, I still want to go back to this stable coin concept. And I remember when, you know, Ripple was a big deal. And it was because it was going up. And all it was was a, a encrypted digital currency that was between banks for them to be able to send, you know, value without. It's like wiring money. And it was just a representative of that. It was just like a, you know, the tally sheet. And it wasn't even really supposed to be traded. You know, I, I don't know that. It was just a cheap way, secure way and fast way of using cryptocurrencies assets to be able to transfer dollars or money between banks. They, they were doing it. Well, it was used so much that it became, I don't know, the, the buzz and you could buy it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people made a buzz. They didn't really understand what was going on. Banker's coin. Yeah. It was a banker's coin kind of deal. Well, so the central banks, they already have experience on in this. They know, you know, they've been using it. They see what they really see is the threat of it when people start having the that's what bitcoin originally was and why it got such a lot of attention in the liberty community it was the people's money it was mined by the people that was transactions were confirmed by people you know and sitting with their you know running the blockchain on their computers you know the network was the value of bitcoin and it was way more of all of google's servers and computers and everything Bitcoin beat the living crap out of them like early on, like 30 times their computing power from, you know, just people because they're incentivized to do it. You know, they got, you know, re- you know, black rewards and so on. So then, you know, there's all these miners, you know, I got a bunch and you're mining and you join a pool. We were the bank. You know, the people are the bank. 
Well, that was, whoa, man, they didn't see that one coming, okay? They didn't go in so fast. So when you're doing a Federal Reserve digital U.S. currency of whatever, who's processing the transactions? Who's doing the serving? How are they going? Are they going to have, you know, like the state of Wyoming be servers or something? How do they do this? You know, how are they even advocating doing it? Are the people going to be doing it? Are there going to be some mining reward that we get? Is there some transaction fee? Who gets that? You know, so what do you think, Tim? Are they, how are they going to mine them? You know, how are they going to process the transactions? The way it's being done now is so decentralized. You can't control it. You know, Russia can ban it and every country, hell, every freaking government on the planet could do it and still wouldn't make a difference. You know, that's the threat. So now they have to make it illegal. It has to be, you know, uh, uh, it has to be counterfeit or something. Anybody trading in currency other than, you know, and you're counterfeiter, which is what they were trying to do with Bitcoin. But then they had to legally define it. They had to say, well, it's a, it's a, it's a thing, you know, and we don't like that thing. So we made it illegal to the thing. Well, now if you can't beat them, they got to join it. How are they going to take over? You know, Bitcoin or Bitcoin's going to be morphing the Goldman Sucks.gov coin or is GovCoin just going to go get a crap load of servers? How are they going to process the transactions? Uh, GovCoin probably get a crap load of servers because they make all the money and they have it all so they can it'd be very easy for them. But, you know, it's not going to be decentralized. They can just push a button and delete you. They can push a button to... Um, you know, basically do whatever they want to do. And so it's not going to be decentralized. You're not going to have the state of Wyoming mining. They make all the rules. They create all the consensus. They do whatever they want to do. And I'm actually looking right now in the Bitcoin hash rate, because I was reading stories that Russia might consider, uh, you know, banning Bitcoin mining or someone was saying that Kazakhstan, which was actually number two Bitcoin miner, that they uh, might ban it as well. And so I was like, oh, wow, it must be mean. It's really bad news for the hash rate. It looks like the hash rate's at an all-time high right now, 198 exahash. And back, like, for instance, like back in May, when, when right before Elon Musk did uh, Saturday Night Live, it was, I think it was like 167 or 170. Yeah, how, the, how, yeah, actually, it was very similar. Actually, the exahash might be even higher now. It's hard to... Yeah, actually, sorry. The exahash right now is 217 uh exahash right now which is an all-time high and back in may when elon musk was doing that that was about 169 170 exahash so we're even above that right now even with uh you know the prices plummeting so the network security still is at an all-time high which uh you know is sort of surprising so that is a you know i guess a good sign that people are still out there mining and securing the network i do have to get running because i've got another meeting i've got to prep for uh, i just wanted to you know, put out this, you know, red alert that, you know, it's here. Obviously, a lot of your listeners already know that the Fed coin was always going to be a thing. But now that, uh, you know, it's making the rounds everywhere. I must have had, now I found this before anybody had sent it to me, but I had, I probably had like 20 people send this, uh, you know, F- Fed coin thing to me yesterday. And so Fed coins here, it's being announced. They're putting up trial balloons and uh, they're going to, they were very careful to basically say that, oh, this paper basically means nothing. Uh, so then that way they get everyone's guard down just, you know, just like they do so many other times with so many other things. And, uh, no, I appreciate you having yeah, me on no, the show I, today. We need, I, to, we need to keep on because, we, of course, we've been talking about it. My my thing on this is how, you know, how is it going to be 
implemented? Who's going to be doing the processing? That was the, one of the things is, you know, the fast, speedy processing. I mean, <clears throat> is it going to be Visa? I mean, you know, you can just, you just do swipe your card and you're done, you know, or you got to wait, you know, do you got to, you know, how can you train? I mean, how you do transaction? How long are the blocks going to be? Who's, I mean, it's just, you know, and then the lightning network was all, you know, just banks, you know, anytime you're like, well, lightning, it's going to lightning, lightning, lightning. I'm going, that's a bank. You close your, your lightning node or whatever. It's like unsubscribing from a bank. You know, you have, I, I, it's so obvious. If you know the, the destination, you see the journey. <laughs> you know? I was sitting next to you for, I was sitting next to you for that. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. David Ike gave that and he goes, now yeah, they told me I only had what was it four or five hours, you know, and yeah. they had an intermission. Went by quick. I thought he was kidding, you know, and I'm going, holy crap, this is that. But it was interesting, you know. It, it, you know, he did a good job. This has been great. Are you going to go to Narcopoco this year? No, I mean, I I don't know. I've, I'm just trying not to wear a mask ever again. Well, we're and, doing uh, the uh, uh, Colin Cantrell and I are going to San Diego. Park the car, walk across the bridge, Tijuana, and fly back. Colin Cantrell. Yeah. So we're just walking. You know, we're just walking across the border. That's what we're doing. They got a little bridge or something. So that's how we're getting away with it. You know, but uh, but you know, that's this week. I mean, God knows what's next week. I mean, you know, United Kingdom yeah. and Israel, they're all coming down with stopping the vaccines, the passports, and they don't want to get overthrown like some countries i know you got to go man hey thanks for coming on talking i just got i think i set the record for most percentage of time talked on your show ever by a guest i think i just broke the record on this show well i was doing yeah, work you know listening to yeah. you but <laughs> the, you know and, well this is something you know the only thing that i'd like you to prep for in the future is i want to know how they're going to process transactions that's a big thing you know, how what is it going to be nodes, people, states? They just got a big, giant Google server. We're going to use the Amazon cloud. I mean, like they do for everything. You know, so I, I, I'm. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, this is so bad. This is so bad. We have to get off of this. So that's what Corbett and I really push at blackmarketfridays.com. You need to learn how to do alternative transactions and where to buy your heads of lettuce and your hamburger somewhere that take something else because this is going to be massive control and if you're not part of some kind of community or network that can sustain itself without having to worry about somebody flipping a switch you're you're in trouble you know and all this it's be a food thing a money thing and a power thing they're going to cut the power off they're going to fuck up the food and supply chains and then they're going to fuck up the money and then they're going to just print even more money to try to fix everything and it's going to compound those problems we just talked about and, uh, but, but I mean, I guess most people want to worry about it cause they'll be dead from the vaccine. So I guess there's that. Uh, right. right. Got that them, going so. for them. Oh yeah. man, it's on, it's on, it, it, it's on. And, uh, you know, yeah. And the FBI wants to talk about it. All right. So we'll I'll let you know what's up with that later. Talk to you hopefully later. Hopefully they're listening to this and they're like, hopefully we're listening to this and like they're scratching their heads. Like, damn, you know we, what they uh, said? They go, I go, well, if you want to know it, Ed and I talk, well, just listen to the shows. And they go, we did. And I go, I would have paid money for that, you know. <laughs> See how many eye rolls they did for that one. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I, you know, it's, uh, I mean, they were nice, but they always are up front, you know, so that don't mean anything. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. Thanks, man. Talk to you later, buddy. Uh, please, guys. Yeah, take care.